Hi, dear friends. Welcome. It's On Mike with Jordan Rich. Conversation is alive and well. Conversation with creative people who have something to say. Today, we salute the Professional Center for Child Development. The mission is to nurture the growth and potential of every child. And I've never come across a more dedicated group of teachers and medical professionals, administrators, parents, and volunteers than the folks at PCCD. Located here in the Boston area, they provide educational, therapeutic, and family support programming that engages, enriches, and empowers over 2,000 children of all abilities each year. And this year is special because it's the 50th anniversary of this fine organization. This podcast is being recorded during National Teachers Week, which is appropriate. So we've assembled a great panel. Joining me in studio is the executive director, Chris Hunt. Also with us is a dear friend for many, many years, Ellen Waddell, who not only is the parent of a child, as you'll hear, but has been working for many years as a family liaison at the center. And the third guest joining us today is a younger mom named Caroline Pounds, and she'll be sharing the story of her little boy named Wit and the positive impact the center has had on him and the Pounds family. I'd like to begin the discussion with Chris, who'll tell us a bit about the history of the center. Please join us for a heart-to-heart on the stuff that really matters as we salute a national model of excellence, the Professional Center for Child Development, right here on Mike. It's hard to believe that Almost 50 years ago, the Professional Center for Child Development was founded in the basement of Christ Church, and it was founded as a nursery for young children with uh, medical needs. You know, that was the day and age where children previously had gone to an institution taken away from their families beforehand, and coming into the 70s, children were going back into the homes. And uh, Veryl and Cindy, our co-founders, looked around their community and saw that they were had the opportunity to help these young children. They were recent nursing graduates, and they, they signed up to help. And uh, that's how they founded the Professional Center. And things have grown exponentially, of course, because of the needs. And because we've opened up, our, our whole society has sort of opened up to the idea that everybody matters. And it's really nice to see that. Absolutely. I mean, they took this agency that was a couple of volunteers working with $100 out of the rectory to an organization that works with over 2,000 children a year. 2,000 children each year. Yeah, that's impressive. And it's also very much uh, in keeping with the, uh, the original intent I believe. Absolutely. Very much so. Well, we are thrilled that you're here. We're going to talk a lot about the, uh, the the inner workings and how things happen for the better. We also have two outstanding guests joining me. One is a lady I've known for uh, many, many years, a longtime radio friend of mine, Ellen Waddell. And we also have a new friend here, Caroline Pounds. And both of these ladies have a lot to say because they both have children, uh, one older, one younger, who've gone through the program. So I'll get to the ladies in just a moment. A little more set up with you, Chris, if that's okay. Talk about the staff. Talk about the people involved because these are dedicated professionals in a tough job. You know, I, I am blessed every day to be able to go into work, and we have over 125 staff that are highly credentialed, highly skilled, but most importantly, compassionate, Right. We have over 31% of our workforce that have worked there for more than 10 years. And the expertise that they bring to the table uh, when working with a child and family is unprecedented. You have to be so dedicated to do the kind of work you do, and I have so much respect for people. So let's turn to uh, Ellen, first of all, because, Ellen, you share two roles here. You're a mom and a dedicated one, and we'll have you tell your story. And you're also somebody who works in the center for others. What do you do at the center currently, Ellen? 
parent liaison here at the center. And I try and bring a family voice to everything that goes on at the Professional Center for Child Development. I also work with families, um, talking to them about all different things, their experiences that they're having, and the programs that we offer at the Professional Center. I try and guide and help them talk about different things that might be going on in their lives. And they understand that maybe I've been there, done that. And it kind of helps them feel comfortable and an ease of talking to each other brings it. It brings to it. We've got the mom of a young student. Before we get to Caroline, can you just share with us a little bit about Timmy and uh, his story? Timmy's an adult now, and he went to the Professional Center for Child Development out of early intervention. So after early intervention, they referred him to the Anderson School. And at that time, he didn't walk. He didn't talk. It was He was um, about three years old. Um, he didn't move very much. He has a visual impairment. He loves audiobooks. He loves sports. He loves hanging out with his cousins. So he does things that a regular little kid would have done at the time. And we needed a school that could address his complex healthcare needs as well as his developmental delays. And that's why we referred to the Anderson School at the Professional Center for Child Development. Tim still, as an adult, doesn't walk, doesn't talk. He still loves sports. He still loves hanging around with his cousins and his friends. He's a music lover, so he will listen to everything that you offer him. He's been a joy in my life, and he's been my best teacher. He's the one that's taught me everything that I know. He's taught me how to become a one a, a good adult. He's taught me how to become a mom. Um, and he's taught me to help other parents the way that parents before me helped me. As a casual observer over the many years that we've been sort of sharing uh, correspondence, I know for a fact that he means everything to you and vice versa. Let me turn to Caroline Pounds, who's also joining us. Now, you're a young mom with young kids. And why don't you share a little bit of the, the story of your youngster and uh, interaction with the center for us? Sure. Well, we um, we welcomed WIT into the world in 2017. And it had been a long road to having him. And so we were just overjoyed when he was born. And being a new mom, I didn't know exactly, you know, I've been around kids, I babysat growing up, but I didn't know exactly what to expect. But fairly early on in his childhood, we started to wonder if there might be something that he might be having some delays. And so um, that ultimately, to make a very long story somewhat short, that led us to um the pediatrician referring him to have a brain MRI, and that ultimately led um, to an initial diagnosis of what was called hypomyelinating leukodystrophy, which is, it can, it can range in degrees of severity, but it is typically progressive and fatal. So that was kind of where, where our lives started or, or somewhat early on started with um, parenthood and, and with WIP. And so we were living in Baltimore at the time. And I guess, again, to kind of speed things up, we, in about a year and a half's time, later learned that what he had um, was likely not progressive, which was wonderful news. And it was right around that time that we had, um, that we'd moved from Baltimore, Maryland to Boston or the Boston area. And 
in making that move, WIT had, WIT had been receiving services at, in early intervention in Maryland, and, in, and we saw the value in those services. And so in making the move to Massachusetts, I have to say that that became the focal point for our decision on where to live. Mm-hmm. We decided we need to find the best possible services we can. And so in doing my research or doing our research, we ultimately arrived at the Professional Center for Child Development. And it just seemed as though this is going to be an extraordinary place for him because it, it is such a complete community of early intervention, of school services, of um, the regional consultation program, which I did not fully appreciate until we became linked up with that program. So um, so that's kind of where we started with PCCD. And funny enough, despite moves and kind of being not necessarily in PCD, PCCD's geographic area, WIT has now landed at the Anderson School for Preschool, um, which has also been just a tremendous experience for for us as a family and certainly for him. I want to come back to both of you to get more of that personal insight into your your family structure and how it's been affected so positively. But I'd like to go back to Chris for a second for uh, his role as executive director to explain what early intervention means, how it works at the center, and also let's talk about the Anderson School. Yeah, so um, our early intervention program is one of the first in the state of Massachusetts, founded in 1978, and we work with over 1,500 children. The way it works every year, and the way that this works, is that a child has to have a developmental delay. Some children are born, and you know that they have a diagnosis, and you know that they need resurfaces. Other children uh, might have a speech delay and might be recognized later on in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the services take place before the age of three. It's billed through the insurances. There's no cost to the families. And our team goes out and evaluates and determines if this child uh, meets the criteria. And then from there, we start to set up visits and we go into the home. And, and what I love is that this is a program where you meet the family at their doorstep, yeah, literally at their doorstep. And you sit at their kitchen counter. You answer their questions about their worries. These are hard conversations. They're positive conversations. But you're taking the years of expertise that our staff have to bring it to that family and help them get started on their journey. I can't think of anything more challenging, and that's a euphemism. And I'll have both Ellen and Caroline talk about this. My children are healthy. I have a grandchild uh, who's dealt with some speech therapy at an early age, but I I can't imagine what that feels like. And what Chris is describing, um, those of us who know anything about the center and its success, they know that it's it's about empathy, it's about understanding as well as expertise. So, Ellen, I'll start with you to comment on that aspect, on how you felt then and now the center deals with the family aspect and your feelings as, as well as Timmy's. It allows us to ask as many questions as we need. It allows us to um, gather together in different um, ways. We sometimes gather on the playground, sometimes gather in educational uh, experience, like a, a workshop or something like that. And other times um, we gather for a grandparents' day at the center. So there's many, many opportunities to do that. The thing that I really um, enjoyed and, and got the most out of was just 
having them willing to teach me. I had no idea. You know, when you when you're ready to have a baby, you just think everything's going to go fine. Mm. And and it all kind of the floor drops out sometimes when it's not all that fine. And we were able to um, really feel a part of the family and feel like this was something that I could handle. It was something that I could do. And they kind of cheered me on, got me educated, just like they got Tim educated. And, um, and it really made my later years as a mom of a child with medical complexities that much better because I was well-equipped. Indeed. Caroline, same basic uh, request to comment on your experience so far you know, it was the right move to come up here. But tell me your reactions early on and so forth. Well, um, yeah, I think as we were getting acquainted with Massachusetts and using or participating in PCCD's early intervention program, um, keep in mind that this was also right around the same time as the start of the pandemic. So we were in a, a totally new place and being really cut off from from all of our community, more or less. And so to have early the early intervention providers, um, initially they were in the home before the pandemic, but then even just to be available um, virtually mm-hmm. was a really wonderful experience to feel as though we were somewhat connected to our community. And they were tremendously important to me in helping us get settled to navigate the many, many resources that are available for parents in Massachusetts. I was, I'm familiar, I have worked in academic medical centers. I'm very capable and feel comfortable navigating that space, the medical side of things, but the many government resources that are available, I would have just had no idea how to access them. And they were have been tremendously important in terms of financial support, emotional support, all types of things. So so that's really been crucial. And I will say, even just just recently, now that WIT is in the school system, although we haven't had the opportunity to interact very closely with the parents because we're still kind of in the midst of the pandemic, just recently there have been a number of parents on an email chain. And I had thrown out there a question of, we're getting to be kind of overwhelmed in our house with all of the equipment that WIT needs. And how have you all been dealing with that? Or how have you all um, managed that? And so there is that support system just amongst the parents, even if, again, it, it for now, it's just a, um, happening in a virtual space. It's nice to know that there are parents who are dealing, you know, the kids at the kids in WIT's classroom are dealing with very similar challenges to the ones he's right. experiencing. And so it's it's nice to have that community there. Community is the key word. You don't want to feel as though you're all alone because you're not. Chris, uh, let's come back to you. Talk a little bit about the uh, the Anderson School and the following educational programs that have gone into effect. Right. Um, well, I just want to piggyback on what Caroline and Ellen have said is I think it's a sense of belonging that we're trying to create at the Anderson School and throughout all of our programs that we offer. And so in, uh, you know, in addition to early intervention and the Anderson School, which is an improved private special education school for children with complex medical needs, in 2019, we launched the Woodbridge School. And the Woodbridge School is a child care program for infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. And having an expertise in child development 
looking at the opportunity that we has a, had as an organization, bringing childcare felt like a natural fit to me. And it has opened up the doors for siblings of children, students in the Anderson School to attend, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's cohabitated in the same building, right, it might be the only opportunity that those siblings have a chance to go to school together. That's terrific. And you weathered the worst of the pandemic. You decided to launch in 2019. 2019. <laughs> and, and I still have hair after all this. It, it, you know, the pandemic was... Um, I'm I'm a type of person I like to look at the positives in life. As do I. Right. And the pandemic presented many challenges and challenges can turn into positives. You know, the chance that we had in our early intervention program to create a telehealth service delivery allowed Mm. us to stay connected to families. You know, many children that we see in early intervention, the the care the the therapeutic services take place in childcare settings. The telehealth allowed us to meet with the families more often, which was fantastic to make that connection, even though it was virtually. How uh, uh, nationally approved or nationally recognized is this program? It sounds like it's the best possible program we can come up with. Are there other states and other organizations doing similar things? Well, I think Massachusetts is unique when it comes to approved private special education schools and early intervention services. Um, And so, therefore, it makes us unique. And, And one of the reasons why I'm down here today is because I don't think many people know about us. And I want more people to know about the great services that my team is providing. You know, it's interesting, guys. I'll open this up. Because the name is very, I'm going to say, clinical in a sense, Professional Center for Child Development. It sounds like a research factory where you're coming up with all these studies. And you are studying and you are researching. But uh, I'm thrilled that we're doing this so we can provide a personality that goes along with the name. And back to uh, you, Caroline, uh, you talk about the, uh, the interaction with other parents. That's so critical. Sh- uh, share with us a little bit as to how Witt's doing now in, in what is it, preschool or first grade? Where is he? He's in pre- preschool. Okay. He's four years old. Okay. Um, he's doing well. I think that um, for all that we can tell, he, he loves it there. We see the pictures that the teachers share through a, um, a little portal and the kids look like they're having a wonderful time. The notes that we receive each day from the teachers and therapists about what he's done sound like they come up with the most wonderful activities. And so it's such a, um, it's such a comfort and such a gift to us to, to have, to know that Wit is in a place where he is so enjoying himself, but also that he is being so well-cared well yeah. for right. because his, his medical needs are significant. Well, the same thing with, with you, Ellen. I mean, I, I know a little bit about your situation with Timmy. I've met him, and uh, it's it's a lot of responsibility on all sides, but the the burden that is is removed for even a few hours a day at the beginning has to mean the world, right, to you. And in those early years especially, when you're just starting out, you really don't know what to expect it was nice to have people there that were willing to help, to guide, and to comfort. Mm, very important. Now, this podcast goes out to the entire world, I'm happy to say. We've got people listening in 100 countries, and obviously we're geographically uh, situated where we are. But, uh, Chris, I'll start with you on this. Um, people coming from other states, from other parts of the world in some cases, how, how much capacity does an organization like this have, and what would you need to continue to – handle the, the the influx yeah that's um that's great because it, it great question 
the volume and the and the number of children. We are a business at the end of the day. We're a nonprofit business, and everything that we collect for as fundraising helps us to meet our mission. And our mission is to nurture the growth and potential of every child. And there's many children out there that need our work. And so that's part of my job is thinking forward, thinking about the strategic plan, mm-hmm. thinking about where we're going to be, and how to add and build out the capacity to service more children. Yeah, and that's what we're currently doing. It's kind of interesting, Ellen, when you began your journey, it was, what, 30 years ago or so, and the attention wasn't paid as it is today on early intervention, the kind of things that we're talking about. So uh, it takes not only resources, but people and money to make this happen. Do you have an appeal to the listeners out there or to anyone willing to help and donate? If you do, make it, feel free. Certainly, the Professional Center for Child Development, all of our fundraising helps the, the children that we serve. The growth and potential of each child is is at the forefront of everything we do, whether it be a child that needs a little speech therapy or a child with complex issues. Um, we could really use any kind of uh, support. We're having an auction coming up soon, and we're having a road race in the fall, so it's pretty exciting. It's our 30th anniversary of our Trot for Special Tots. That's great. That's great. We're going to talk about that on the radio locally and promote that. Caroline, um, besides the involvement with the academics and the health care that is provided to WIT, uh, to WIT, that sounds like a phrase. No, to, for (laughs) WIT. Besides that, sorry, besides all that, uh, you found yourself getting involved in the the community. I mean, uh, are you looking forward yourself to activities the kind that Ellen described? Is that something you want to get involved with you and your family? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm, I am the kind of person who really appreciates those in-person interactions. So I am very much looking forward to a time when we can get together face-to-face with the fellow parents and have fun and learn from one another and just, and feel even more that we are, that we are part of a community. I didn't ask this of Chris, and I know you're here in an official capacity, but uh, do you have any personal stake in this cause? You know, I I have two typically developing children, Mm -hmm. neurotypically developing children. Uh, My personal stakes come in to it from my own, uh, my own childhood, right? When I was young, uh, you know, I was diagnosed with a learning disability, Mm -hmm. um, a pretty significant one, which prevented me from reading for a long time. And my parents at the first or second grade level were told, don't expect them to graduate from high school. Right. And part of what I learned in my life journey was that you don't make those determinations at a young age. Right. What you do is you invest in kids. When your child is under the age of five, that's when the brain is developing the most. That's when you got to put the most into their education and their therapies because you can make the difference over a lifetime by providing that intervention there, which is where I've dedicated my life's work. You're a living and shining example of exactly what we're talk- what you're talking about. Uh, you would have been given up as the, the kid who couldn't learn, and here you are, executive director and doing a great job. Um, before we close out, the messaging is clear. This is uh, an organization and, a, and a, a group of individuals who do beautiful work. Chris, is there a need for more staff? In other words, are, do we need to train more people in this area as we go forward in the next several years. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of my greatest concerns as I watch what's going on right now in our community. Um, the investment in education, especially special education teachers, it's critical. It's critical to our success and to help us to educate young children, speech and language pathologists, physical therapists, 
occupational therapists, social workers that work with children at a young age. We want to see that investment from the college level so that we have the experts that can come in and work with a family like Caroline's. So that is a tip to those considering a career. This is a, a growing career opportunity for you. I'll go to both ladies to close out. Uh, first, Caroline, I, I give you so much credit. Thanks for joining us, first of all. It's so sweet of you to do that. And uh, nothing matters more than the love of a child, uh, the love you have for your child. But um, reflect a little bit on where you are now and uh, whether or not whether or not you feel the future is brighter because of the center. Yeah. Oh, I certainly think that it is, it is brighter and richer and fuller than... Um, than it would have been without it. I think I personally am, um, you know, it's, it is a journey. And as I, I admire Ellen's wisdom because there are things I think she has come to realize that I have not yet accepted or appreciated, but um, it's, you know, it's hard to have a child who has such significant needs. Um, there are challenges to all parenthood, to all types of parenthood, but but this is hard. But yes, I think thanks to the many staff and teachers and therapists and the bus drivers, I mean, everybody who is involved in WITS Day, it is, it's, it, like I said before, it is a gift to feel as though um, he's well cared for, and but just that his community is one that is surrounding him with love. I mean, it's meaningful for him. It's meaningful and buoying and sustaining for us as a family because we don't feel as though we're in it alone. Ellen, your final comment? Totally agree with you, Caroline. The parents that came before me taught me so much, and they were pioneers in this in this field. Hopefully, I'm able to teach other parents, and I'm still learning. I learn something new every day with Tim, he guides my whole existence. He guides my life. He guides my professional career. He guides my home life. So he's a champion in my eyes. If you have time, Jordan, I'd like to share this little poem that um, we had. Might as well, if, if you want to use it, you can, if you don't. I'd love to hear it. Go ahead. All right. So it's it was written way back in 1987 by Emily Pearl Kingsley. And it it was the first thing that I read that I really, really, really it, it hit home. It hit home for me, and I could get it. And Emily Kingsley goes to say that, she says, when you're having a baby, it's like planning a fabulous trip, a trip to Italy. You buy a bunch of guidebooks. You make wonderful plans. You're going to see the Colosseum, Michelangelo's David, the gondolas in Venice. You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very, very exciting. Well, after months and months of eager anticipation, that day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. They come on the loudspeaker and say, welcome to Holland. You're like, Holland? What do you mean, Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to go to Italy. All my life, I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan. They've landed in Holland and there you must stay. The important thing is, they haven't taken you to a horrible place. They've taken you to a different place. So you must go out and buy all new guidebooks, you must learn a whole new language, and you're gonna meet a whole new group of people that you may have never met before. It's just a different place. It's slower paced than Italy, it's less flashy than Italy, 
But after you've been there a while, you catch your breath, you look around, then you notice Holland has windmills, Holland has tulips, and Holland has Rembrandts. But you know what? Emily Kingsley goes on to say, everyone you know is coming and going from Italy. They're all bragging about what a wonderful time they're having there. And the rest of your life, you may say to yourself, yeah, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. And that loss will never, ever go away because it was the loss of a dream. And that's pretty significant. But if you spend your life mourning the fact you didn't go to Italy, you may never feel the joy and the lovely things about Holland. Metaphorically, right on target, beautiful. And I'm glad you shared that with us. Thank you. You didn't even have to ask, but (laughs) I'm glad you did. (laughs) I could tell while both of you ladies were speaking and both of you are, are on remote in terms of where you're coming from, you're from your homes and offices, that Chris uh, and I, but certainly Chris was beaming with pride and also reflecting on how important it is to have people like Ellen and uh, Caroline on board. It's great. Chris, let's do this. Uh, the Professional Center for Child Development has a very easy-to-remember website. Why don't you share it with us? It is at thepccd.org. Thepccd.org. Rolls right off the tongue. Beautiful. We invite people to check that out. Also invite people to uh, make a donation or, you know, look at a way they can help in other ways. By the way, volunteers, welcome. Yes, for certain events and everything that we're doing. All right. So do check that out. And thank you to Chris and Ellen and Caroline. Great to meet you all. Hearts with you. So keep up the great work. Thanks again to my wonderful guests representing the Professional Center for Child Development. 50 years and going strong. Thanks, as always, to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media for help in publishing this and many other podcasts that we produce here at Chart Productions in Boston. You can find out more about me, my book, On Air, My 50-Year Love Affair with Radio, now available as an audiobook, of course. Visit jordanrich.com. And thank you for being there and spreading the word. Till next time, Jordan here saying, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care. <laughs>